Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today we're gonna be discussing sexual energy as a healing agent. So this is an extremely important topic. I'm very excited to talk about it today. And my request from you, the listener, is just to approach this episode with sensitivity, with maturity, uh, with an open mind. Uh, Ultimately, take that which resonates with you and, and, and leave the rest. The idea is to get you thinking and to get you curious about how sexual energy can be used as a healing agent. So in today's podcast episode, we're going to be discussing the nature of sexual energy. We're going to talk about how to use sexual energy as a healing agent. We're going to be discussing some of the pitfalls of sexual energy healing, and finally some tips on how to use sex energy to heal our wounds of childhood and past traumas. Before we jump into today's episode, I definitely want to suggest a book. This book is called Urban Tantra by Barbara Karelis. This book helped me sort of open my mind to how we can get in touch with our sexual energy and how to use sex energy uh, to help us heal. I'm going to share it below in the in the description section, and I definitely recommend it for those who are or anyone really, but particularly those who feel sexually wounded or disconnected from their sexuality uh, and their sexual sexual energy and are looking to get back in touch with the powerful healing that comes through through sex energy. So to begin, what's the nature of sexual energy? So sexual energy is a powerful creative force uh, that can be used to bring tremendous healing. Uh, it is the life force energy that flows through every single one of us. It's often referred to as libido or chi energy or psychic energy. Now you can tap into this energy, anybody can, by being present, by being calm, and when it does show up, accepting it and allowing it to flow. Now when we are in touch with our sexual energy and we allow it to flow throughout our lives, throughout our body, uh, we can really feel much more alive, loved, we feel like we're, we're really living, we become more loving, uh, more compassionate, patient, and whole. Now, sexual energy is not necessarily about sex. It's about being alive. To be alive is to be sexual. So someone who's, let's say, disconnected from or out of touch with their sexual energy, uh, you could argue that they are spiritually dead. Uh, and in most cases, it's going to manifest itself in the physical as depression, rage, mental illness, relationship breakdowns, to, uh, to name a few. Now, sexual energy flows. There's a flow to the energy, but it only will flow if we allow it. So we may be blocking our sexuality or our sexual energy without realizing it through, let's say, suppression or repression. Uh, There may be sexual energy blockages that occurred, let's say, through abuse or trauma if we have defense mechanisms. We may, let's say, deny our sexual energy uh, for fear, let's say, of its power, or perhaps we have been socially shamed or or culturally shamed or shamed by our uh, family of origin, our primary, primary caregivers, or if we adopted negative messages or beliefs about sexuality or sexual energy. Now, whatever the reason is for our sexual energy blockages, without undoing these sexual energy blocks, we're going to suffer and we're going to fail to feel alive and and happy and and live our life to the fullest. If we deny our sexual energy and repress it, uh, repress our sexual expression, we're going to suffer immensely. And so many of us are denying our sexual energy, we may not even necessarily realize 
that we're doing it or how it's affecting it affecting us. Now, the good news is that since we are the ones who are holding on to the defense mechanisms, we are the ones who are actively or unconsciously repressing it, we can ultimately take steps to undo this and allow the sexual energy to flow once again and use it as a healing agent. So now let's discuss how to use sexual energy to heal. How can we use our sexual energy as a healing agent? So sexual energy can be very healing for any type of trauma and wound, especially intimacy wounds or childhood wounds, let's say religious or spiritual wounds, sexual abuse or sexual traumas. So sexual wounds could be some of the hardest to heal because we often resist our sexuality. We deny our sexual shame or sexual wounds in shame when in fact the sexual energy that would then flow if we were stop to, to stop denying it would, uh, would be the very thing that heals us. So we're ultimately denying the very thing we need to heal us. So our sexual energy, when activated, is the feeling that motivates us to be intimate, have sex, or release our sexual energy through orgasm. So what is occurring when our sexual energy is activated, or when we are, so to speak, turned on, is that the sexual energy that is located primarily in the sacral chakra region is beginning to flow. It's, it's activated and it's starting to, uh, to flow. So when this happens, we can then use this sexual energy as we wish. Now, the more time there will be where this energy is sticking around in our bodies, uh, the more tension is gonna, is gonna be experienced, and this is where we feel this, this urge, this need to, to release the energy through orgasm. So if we are to hold off on the orgasm, for, sort, of, sort of just let the energy be held onto and not release it, we can then allow this energy to work its way throughout our body and throughout a person's energy field uh, or their chakras. Right? So as this sexual energy makes its way to all the energy fields, what it does is because it's a healing energy, it's going to heal wounds, it's going to bring balance, comfort, security, wholeness, and ultimately self-love. So the more a person can connect with their sexual energy, and the longer the sexual energy lingers in the body, as well as by manipulating the energy up the body into the higher chakras, the more our sexual energy can be used uh, on many different levels and for many different purposes for healing. And this is known as sexual energy transmutation. Now, if a person is to experience their sexual energy, right, like we talked about, and hold off on the orgasm, by the time a person does release the sexual energy through orgasm, they're able to bring or elevate as much of themselves into higher states of consciousness upon reaching the climax. So the more we can allow our sexual energy to flow, the more we can allow it to not just get released once it's activated in the lower chakras, but sort of hang around and elevate itself, then by the time the climax comes around, we are elevated through the, the orgasm. So the orgasm, which is, which is often described as a very powerful, divine, and godlike union, can bring incredible healing by connecting ourself to our own divinity, to pure unconditional love, which is really truly the present moment, uh, bring us incredible blissful feelings and deep healing to ourselves on all levels and, and, and to those around us. So sexual energy from this perspective is an extremely powerful and, and a spiritual experience and something certainly not to be taken lightly as most of society does. So in today's really highly sexualized society, and I would argue just a, a sexually toxic world that we live in for the most part, uh, such a large emphasis is placed on solution, right? The orgasm. Uh, what, what are we doing? What, what is it, what, what's it about, right? Or it's, it's all about performance. Uh, a lot of times it's used as a drug of sorts, a thrill. So as a result of this, instead of using it to heal, which is the purpose of sexual energy, it becomes a means of escape through intense pleasure and addiction of sorts. And the irony is that the very thing that's meant to bring us closer to the present moment, 
to ourselves, to our higher self, to our divinity within and ultimately heal us is used so commonly throughout society as a tool to control, to manipulate, to dominate, to sell, to entertain, all of which are things that bring us out of the present moment, away from our true selves, and all of which are corruptions of, of this very uh, sacred, sensual, and sexual energy. Now, in addition, because society, for the most part, is so performance-based, it's so body-focused, as well as sort of uh, trying to get to the solution, right, the orgasm-focused, uh, we have, for the most part, lost touch with the sacredness of it and the divinity, as well as the, the power to heal our traumas and wounds. And perhaps this is the perfect reflection of how wounded of a society we are, how disconnected we are from intimacy. And this is going to lead a society to perfectionism, consumerism, to fill this spiritual void of lacking fulfillment through sexual healing, relationships uh, that are break, breaking down, divorce, right? That relationships that lack true intimacy, extreme codependency and narcissism, narcissism. And overall, there's going to just be unhappiness and unfulfillment specifically in our intimate relationships. Now, the perfect manifestation of this corruption is pornography. Pornography is highly orgasm-focused, right? There's little to no intimacy, and it's very much about the body and, and performance-based, performance-focused. And I've heard people who have claimed to you know, use pornography to help with sexual healing, and, and I guess you can argue that there is perhaps healing to pornography uh, since it does wake up sexual energy. But my thoughts on pornography are as follows. Because pornography largely lacks intimacy, and because it is so bodily and organs focused, right? It's so focused on on climax. It's not a, there's, there's really no sensuality to it. There's no sexual tension, and there's no there's no closer. There's no connection to it. So the quickness to that orgasm, to 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 just performance, right? It assures that the release of that sexual energy happens before it can actually raise itself into the higher chakras. So in essence, because of that, it gets the sexual energy gets stuck in lower chakras, which is why it won't elevate our consciousness, but ultimately it brings us down. And pornography for the most part is really not about connection. It's about entertainment and something so sacred and spiritually healing and, and, and intimately important and something so powerful it demands privacy, and the second it starts being revealed for all to see as informative of entertainment, um, ultimately it loses, it loses that sacredness. It loses the intimate part of it. Now, to continue, when we have sexual blockages, that can get in the way of our sexual energy flow. And this is just like a childhood wound. We have, when we have a wound of childhood, it's going to block the life force energy. When we have a sexual wound, it's going to block the, the energy uh, of, of our sexual energy, right? So these blockages are going to need to be healed, removed, uh, broken down in order to get back into the flow of sexual energy, which would then allow that energy to heal us. So when we have sexual energies, um, pornography specifically can be relieving since what it does is it sort of overpowers the blockages and for the moment it allows us to feel sexual. It allows us to feel connected to our sexuality. And this is why you see sexual addictions that can be very high amongst trauma and abuse victims, specifically uh, sex abuse victims, and I like to compare this to sort of trying to take a drink from a fire hose, right? It's, it's obviously too much energy and it's too much water and it's coming out at a far too rapid rate. So healthy sexuality would be like, which is intimacy, uh, it's like a faucet, which you can fill up a, a glass that is a vessel and ultimately put the amount of, of, of water you need into it uh, and then ultimately get metaphorically satiated. So when we engage in sexual energy in a way that, that powers through, it's an overwhelming powerful force such as the intense overwhelming energy of, of pornography specifically, 
uh, it's usually because the blockages are not allowing the sexual energy through and we need something sort of extremely powerful. We need the metaphorical fire hose to break the barriers. But this doesn't heal anything. This doesn't actually break down the barriers to intimacy. This just almost reinforces the barriers. And ultimately, we become dependent on something outside of ourself to get that which we should be getting inwardly. So that dependency creates an issue as well. Now, a much more effective way of getting in touch with our sexual energy is slowly breaking down each barrier, healing one wound at a time, you know, each trigger, breaking down defense mechanisms through intimacy. And while this is perhaps the more painful and maybe the slower rate, it is infinitely more effective in allowing us to truly effectively and sustainably getting in touch with our sexuality. And intimacy specifically allows us to work with our, our blockages, getting intimate with our pain, getting intimate, intimate with our wounds, and then by slowly removing them, the energy of the, the sexual energy flow will come into our life and, like I mentioned earlier, will be able to be used as a healing agent. And in truth, when we have wounds of childhood, when we have unmet needs, then sexual energy, uh, at least in an, in an overdosed amount, right, a thrill, uh, it's going to be particularly attractive. Um, the way sexual energy fills us up that, that intense sort of elixir is very powerful. And in the moment, it can give us relief and it can feel like healing. It can make us, give us these feelings of wholeness and, and peace. Um, but that being said, when sexual energy is not taken in the proper amount and when it's not utilized in a healthy manner, when it's not done sensitive to where we're holding, then ultimately it can be, it can be catastrophically damaging. Now, perhaps the biggest sexual blockage is sexual shame. When we are ashamed of something, naturally we're going to hide it, we're going to deny it from our consciousness. Now, to deny our sexual shame, which may be occurring for several different reasons, most usually because in childhood there was, there was shaming, right? Shaming attitudes or shaming experiences, societal shame-based attitudes. It's going to remove the ability for our sexual energy to flow. This is going to be a barrier. Now, this becomes a, a massive issue because our sexual energy that does not have anywhere to go man itself, manifests itself both interpersonally and societally as a corruption to, to life itself, usually in the form of, uh, let's say, infidelity or sexless relationships, um, which end up breaking down, sexual acting out, and on extreme levels, you know, child molestation, rape, rage, and even things like murder. So as mentioned earlier, when our sexual energy is activated and we begin to feel that, that, that warm, sort of expansive energy of, of, of our sexual energy, if we were wounded and if there's a negative emotion connected to it, uh, we're gonna, it's going to be uncomfortable. So this is why many people have a very difficult time with when their sexual energy is activated or with sexual tension because sexual tension or the awakening of our sexual energy in the context of a relationship is going to bring up those those intimacy wounds those those sexual wounds now sexual tension specifically is like a doorway to intimacy uh, when we are let's say fearful of intimacy we may run from sexual tension, let's say deny it at all costs. In essence, we're running from that, from being vulnerable, we're running from the present moment, uh, from the unknown and from sexual wounds, and let's say shame from past traumas and the wounds associated with our sexual energy that get activated as a result of sexual tension. So when we run from sexual tension, uh, which should be something that is inviting, it's exciting. But when we run from it, uh, because ultimately the, the invitation to something that can trigger pain, uh, that, becomes, that becomes a barrier. So now when it comes to healing, if we are going to run from sexual energy or deny it, uh, when we are going to escape, let's say, sexual energy or sexual tension because of the fear of vulnerability, the fear of intimacy, we're going to miss that opportunity to allow this energy to flow, uh, to invite it in, and to infuse every part of our life, of our, of our existence, and to ultimately heal it. 
So this is particularly the case if, let's say, we've been sexually wounded or exploited by, let's say, a narcissistic abuser, for example, who, let's say, in, in the case of a narcissistic relationship, they deliberately created sexual tension, they manipulated you, by conned you into being vulnerable, and then ultimately used that vulnerability, vulnerability to exploit and to take advantage. It can be very difficult to trust, to open up again, and ultimately allow sexual healing to occur right? Because we're going to be running from sexual tension, sexual inti uh, relationships, intimacy, and, and ultimately sexual energy healing. Uh, that being said, this is, although it's difficult, this can be, uh, I would say, very important. And it certainly can be done, which is where we, we get back in touch with our sexual energy instead of denying it. And we allow the, the energy, which is in each and every one of us. It's not, doesn't come from outside of ourselves. Our sexual energy comes from in, inward. And when we remove the blockages inwardly, we can get that, that energy to flow, and ultimately we can activate it, and then once activated, we can then manipulate it for healing. In the philosophy of Tantra, the idea of Tantra is, is uh, specifically tantric sex, is, is to achieve spiritual or energetic contact during a sensual experience. So this practice is slow, and the aim is not always to achieve orgasm. It's not necessarily, not necessarily about an outcome, but rather a process. So instead, what it is, is it's about feeling a connection either to your partner or to yourself that's both intense and enlightened. So the idea of tantric sex is that we do what we can to allow our energy to manipulate it or activate it and allow it to flow without judgment. We want to feel it, we want to embrace it and allow it into our present moment experience. What we do is we explore the body, the sensation and the sensations and the pleasures that we get by manipulating our body, by touching the body and uh, experiencing that connection to ourselves, to the divine and to other people. So again, the, the, the focus is not orgasm, as that's not necessarily the goal, although it usually is where it leads. When, when we do this, when we engage in this sort of tantric sexual experience, when this happens, our sexual energy is then allowed to go throughout our energy field, and it brings us into a higher uh, state of consciousness. And, and it really allows the, the, the energy to flow, like I mentioned, from the lower chakras to the higher chakras. Um, and it becomes much less about performance and body image and technique and more about emotions and sensations, intimacy, and connecting with this sacred healing energy. And people who have done this, by the time they do reach the climax, the experience is often described as sort of like a universal orgasm or simply feeling deeply connected to all there is. Uh, the orgasm sort of happens all around them as opposed to just in the body. Very powerful, very powerfully healing and very important. Uh, I do find these, these tantric ideas and the philosophy of specifically tantric sex to be very, very important when it comes to sexual energy healing. Now the idea is to explore yourself, offering yourself the safety, the compassion and comfort to experience your sexuality. So in childhood, if you did not have the safety, if it wasn't, uh, if it was no comfort, and ultimately if you weren't given permission, if there was judgments, right, or, or negative beliefs around sexuality, when you give yourself the the safety and the compassion and the comfort, like I mentioned, to explore your sexuality, uh, when this can be done alone, let's say through masturbation, uh, or through intimate relationships, intimate sex, when we feel safe and comfortable as a total sex sexual being, we can finally accept that energy and then ultimately allow it to flow. So I highly suggest the aforementioned book, Urban Tantra by Barbara Corellis. Uh, this, is, this is just a great book. There's a lot of techniques to it. There's a lot of philosophy behind it, a lot of nuances. So ultimately, I won't be able to go into all that here, but definitely check out that book so you can open your mind to, to the wonders of what uh, Tantra is and how sexual energy can be used to heal. So to finish off, you know, I was raised in an extremely toxic home. Uh, sex was taboo. And the fact that sex in general was just denied from any form of discussion was severely traumatizing. 
Uh, and I have been on a journey for a while to understand the damaging effects of being raised in a home where there was no safety, intimacy rarely existed, and ultimately sexuality and sexual energy was repressed and shamed. So now through my healing, my eyes have been really ripped wide open to the opportunities that exist to heal and ultimately to develop a healthy sexual identity and then heal the relationship to sexual energy. And you know, I was never sexually abused, but the way I acted and the way I responded and the way I got triggered and the way my body was ultimately keeping the score was telling me otherwise. It revealed to me the toxic messages and the sexual traumas that occurred because of repressed sexual energy and ultimately denied sexual expression. And I can confidently say that sexual energy that cannot be express, expressed becomes unbelievably damaging and dangerous and destructive. So my hopes are that by listening to this podcast and, and resonating, if it resonated with you, that you go on a journey to getting in touch with your sexual energy and uh, allow it to into your life. Firstly, accept it without judgment, realizing this is a natural energy and allow it into every part of your life, allowing you to transform in a way that enhances every moment of your life, every experience of your life, and every relationship that you have. If you are struggling in this way, if you have been sexually wounded and you want to go on a healing journey to get in touch with your sexual energy, it'd be an absolute honor. I'd be humbled to go on this journey with you. This is something that I've been working on personally and with many clients. So feel free to reach out to me directly and it'd be an honor to go on that healing journey together. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z at magnoliahealingcenter.com. You can reach me by phone, 818-210-6049. Thank you all so very much for listening to today's episode. Until next time, all the best. Thank you.